guys, and welcome back to another episode of Lesson Learned. I want to thank all of you who are listening and especially give a big thank you to those who have messaged me directly and have given me feedback and have shared kind words of support and encouragement. It means the world. It's so crazy to me that people actually listen to this podcast, and what's more shocking is that people from all over the U.S. and all over the world are listening in. So shout out to those from other countries that are listening in, Bahrain, Singapore, South Africa, Canada, France, Germany, Austria, India, Japan, and more recently, New Zealand and Australia. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who has taken time to listen while you're going for a walk or driving to and from work or whenever it is you listen to a podcast. So thank you. Today I'm going to talk about something a lot of people are talking about right now and rightly so. I'm going to be focusing on racism against the Asian American community because I am Asian American and there's been a significant increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans. And this is something that needs to be talked about. But before we begin, another disclaimer that there is some explicit language in this episode, not a lot, but it's for the same reasons as the previous episode. I'll be quoting things said by others and will not be adjusting the language. I think it's important to feel the raw and uncomfortable emotions that come with specific language used to hate on a people group and how it affects us. Now, racism is nothing new. A dissertation from American Psychology Association, or APA, states it well, saying, Racism has been a constant, continuing, and embedded part of American history and society. Many Americans still cling to the belief, however, that the civil rights movement eliminated racism in our nation and created equality between whites and the people of color. Although the civil rights movement had a significant impact on changing racial attitudes and overt prejudicial behaviors, racism is far from eradicated and continues to plague the nation. If you dig into history, you will see evidence of racism. Yellow Peril was used as xenophobic propaganda spread against the Chinese. It instilled fear in white Westerners, leading them to believe that Chinese immigrants were a threat. In 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed, which banned all immigrants from China for 10 years. During World War II, President Franklin Roosevelt signed his Executive Order 9066, which relocated those of Japanese descent into internment camps because they were a potential threat. It didn't matter if they were immigrants, naturalized citizens, or second, third, or fourth generation Japanese Americans born in the U.S. In more recent years, terms like model minority have been used to seemingly uplift Asians so that other minority groups can look at us as an example. But this actually puts a wedge between Asians and other minority groups. It's more hurtful than helpful. It's saying that they should simply put their heads down and work hard and stop complaining. Like us. Be like the Asians, look how successful they are, why can't you be like them? It's also saying that Asians study harder and are smarter and are better at math, which I am not, I'm terrible at math and I hate math. It also perpetuates the belief that Asians don't experience racism because we have attached to us such a positive connotation. You're the model minority. But history tells a different story. 
Going back to the dissertation I mentioned at the beginning, it also states that instead of overt expressions of white radical superiority, research supports the contention that racism has evolved over time into more subtle, ambiguous, and unintentional manifestations in American social, political, and economic life. And of course, there's racism between people of color as well. It's not just white people versus people of color. And it's like the song from Avenue Q that says, Everyone's a little bit racist, it's true. I'll be the first to admit that I have made racist jokes in the past and probably have said things that reveal that I do indeed have racial prejudice and implicit bias, but that doesn't make it okay. We should always be working to be more mindful and aware of our racial microaggressions and prejudice so that we can keep evolving and changing for the better. And if you don't know what microaggression is, I'll explain it in a bit. Especially since the pandemic, more and more people in the Asian American community are talking about their experiences with racism, and it's so tragic. I just read an article about Chloe Kim, and if you don't know who she is, she is the U.S. Olympic gold medalist in snowboarding. She shared that she's been getting more hate messages on Instagram DMs from people calling her a dumb Asian bitch, but this isn't the first time it's happened. She shared that she has received similar messages after she won her first medal at X Games in Aspen. She was only 13 at the time. 13! She was just a child. And she's still getting hundreds of hate messages to this day at now 20 years old. Hundreds of messages. Can you imagine hundreds of people going out of their way to message you, to tell you how much they hate you, or call you names? It's not enough to simply just not follow them. And she also said that she's been getting heat for staying silent about it for a while, but ironically, she shares that it was a lot of white people telling her that they were upset at her silence and that she was part of the problem for not speaking out. I personally think that she needed the time to process it, like all of it, especially since she was and still is experiencing it herself. It's a lot. Arden Cho, an Asian American actress, shared that while she was walking her dog literally a few days ago, someone screamed, I'm going to motherfucking kill you, chink, and your fucking dog. She's also experienced racism, discrimination, and numerous accounts of sexual assault. When she was 10 years old, someone kicked her face until she was unconscious and hospitalized and knocked her teeth out, literally. She believes it was racially motivated because she was singled out. And these are just a few examples. Since March of 2020, Asian Americans have reported 3,800 hate-related incidents from all 50 states. 68% of those incidents being verbal attacks and 11% being physical. On top of that, they've been coughed on and denied service simply due to being Asian. Every single day, there's another report of an assault. Our elders being pushed to the ground, being slashed in the face with a knife, being peed on on the subway, having their stores broken into and ransacked, being dragged by a car, being shot and killed, being stomped on, the list goes on. I know for a fact that my parents have experienced racism, but they don't really talk about it. I think, like most older first-generation Asian Americans, that they do keep their head down and they just take it and move on. 
They don't make it a big deal. But for me, I'm a second generation Korean American. I have the privilege of speaking perfect English since I was born here. So people don't slow down their speech in raised voices and talk to me like a child or like a stupid person. I've had the privilege of growing up in Torrance, California and going to schools where there are many other Asian Americans. I'm proud to be Asian. I'm proud to be Korean and I'm proud to be American. And I don't know, this is kind of an aside, but I, I feel like it's weird that we say American because Canada is also a part of America, like North America to be exact, but there's also South America. So it's kind of like weird and kind of arrogant to say that we're American as if we own all of the Americas. And it's also weird that when we say things like I'm American, people usually know that we mean we're specifically from the U.S., or even when we're insulted, like stupid Americans, like we know exactly who they're talking about. They're talking about people from the U.S. When someone says, I'm American, no one asks, which one, North or South? Canada, perhaps? But that's, anyways, that's besides the point. But even as I say that, I'm still going to be referring to myself and people here as American. And if that bothers you, especially people who are listening from other countries, I apologize in advance. Again, I was born and raised in Southern California, and I have to admit that I wasn't always proud to be Asian or Korean for that matter. I actually used to be ashamed. I was embarrassed that my mom couldn't speak English well, even though she'd been living in the States longer than I had been alive. I didn't have Asian pride, and I looked down on others and rolled my eyes when people would have Asian pride, like spelled A-Z-N, or Korean pride spelled K-R-N, and used it as their like AIM screen name. And if you don't know what AIM is, just don't worry about it. I hated learning Korean and attending Korean school at church and would tell my mom to learn English instead. But it wasn't until I got older that I learned to embrace my Korean heritage and to be proud of my mom and see all that she persevered. People disrespecting her, even her own children like me and her learning English, she and my dad would watch YouTube videos and learn phrases together. It was the cutest thing and also super hilarious to listen to. And she would also cook meals for us every day. And she would always pray for me and my siblings. And she still does to this day. And I'm sure there's still so many things that I'm unaware of that she does and have done that I've just taken for granted. And as I mentioned, I grew up in an area where there is a large Asian community. I've been fortunate enough to have not experienced overt racism or hate. But I know many people who have. My own family members, my husband... My friends, they've all experienced racism and they've been harassed. I've experienced something called racial microaggressions. And if you don't know what that is, I got you. Thanks to Google, I can look up everything. Merriam-Webster defines microaggression as a comment or action that subtly and often unconsciously or unintentionally expresses a prejudiced attitude toward a member of a marginalized group. The reason why microaggression is dangerous is the fact that the person expressing it has no idea. In fact, they often believe that they have the best of intentions and are the opposite of racist, which then makes it even more difficult to have a conversation with them about it. There are three forms of microaggression, microassault, microinsults, and microinvalidation. 
Maltco.us describes microassault as an explicit derogation characterized primarily by verbal or nonverbal attack meant to hurt the intended victim through name-calling, avoidant behavior, or purposeful discriminatory. Examples are calling someone a chink or telling someone to go back to their country. Microinsults and microinvalidations aren't always as obvious, but you can usually feel it. So microinsults are characterized by communications that convey rudeness and insensitivity and demean a person's racial heritage or identity. An example of this is actually from a video I saw recently. There were three or four little girls around a table. Most were Asian, and one of them was a black girl. The black girl says that she had a math test today, and the Asian girl asks, Did you get an F? Or did you get an A? And the black girl is clearly offended and her mouth drops wide open and she responds, I got an A. But because the girl is black, the Asian girl assumed that she was not bright or not as bright. Microinvalidations are characterized by communications that exclude, negate, or nullify the psychological thoughts, feelings, or experiential reality of a person of color. Examples of this are asking people where they're really from, negating their U.S. American heritage. Another example given is telling a person of color that you don't see color, or telling a black person that all lives matter, minimizing the hurt and pain they experience as a black person in our society. I remember once in high school, this white guy told me that, sorry, but he doesn't date people like me, like people that are Asian. Um, okay, for one, cool story, bro, because I never even asked and I didn't show any interest, but thanks for sharing, I guess. And two, I don't think I even have a number two, but if you're Asian like me or a person of color, you've probably experienced microaggression and have people say things like this to you. Where are you from? And when you respond, they say, no, 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 but where are you really from? Like, where are you from from? What are you? What kind of Asian are you? Are you Chinese or Japanese? Your English is really good. Aren't you supposed to be good at math? I heard the women are supposed to be like really docile. And honestly, I personally don't get super upset when people say these things to me or ask me these questions. But I do find it annoying, especially when I've heard these same questions my whole life, and I think it's really revealing of ignorance. But let me share why saying these things I mentioned a minute ago falls under microaggression. When people ask you, where are you from? Where are you really from? Or, oh wow, your English is really good. Or, oh wow, you don't even have an accent. It's pretty much saying that they view you as a foreigner. Even if you're born here, like I am, they assume that you're not from this country. Questions like, are you Chinese or Japanese when you're neither is very revealing of ignorance because that question reveals that they assume you're just one or the other. The question, what kind of Asian are you, to me is even worse. Asia is an entire continent, the largest continent in the world, in fact, and within this continent are 48 different Asian countries. Even if you want to get more specific and say that I'm East Asian, there are eight countries that are a part of East Asia. And even within different countries, there are many different ethnic groups. For example, in China alone, there are 56 different ethnic groups. I've been asked this question so many times, but the worst one of them all is when people boil it down and ask, what are you? Like, 
what do you mean what am I? I'm a human freaking being is what I am. What do you think I am? So one time I said it back to a white man who had asked me that question, what are you? So I asked him, well, what are you? And his response was, oh, I'm white. I kid you not, that is what he said. So what he's telling me is that when he asks me that question, what are you? I have to explain that my parents are from Korea, but I was born and raised here, but I've never been to Korea, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm American. But if I ask him the same question, it's sufficient for him to simply say that he's white. No need to go into his background or where his ancestors are from. And just for the record, if you want to know someone's ethnicity, that's what you ask. You ask, what is your ethnicity? Please don't say, what kind of Asian are you or what are you? And I haven't even gone over how Asian women are sexualized and fetishized. Asian women were viewed as exotic and submissive. Karen Lung and Karen Kuo in an article in The Conversation state that in online digital pornography, Asian women are disproportionately presented as victims of rape compared to white women or women of other racial backgrounds. Asian-American feminists and activist Helen Zia has argued that there is a connection between the portrayals of Asian women in pornography and violence against Asian-American women. Rosalind Chow, a sociologist, describes how in 2000, a group of white men kidnapped five Japanese female exchange students in Spokane, Washington to fulfill their sexual fantasies of Asian female bondage, a subgenre of pornography. They also mentioned that sexual assault and attacks against white and black women are often from the same ethnic background, but sexual attacks or assaults against Asian women are more often from men of a different ethnicity. And this is very reminiscent of the shootings in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and I mentioned it briefly in my previous episode. So what's the point? Why talk about all this stuff, and what is the lesson learned here? And honestly, for me... I think one of the lessons I've learned is that it's not okay to pretend everything is okay when it's not. To just awkwardly laugh off an inappropriate comment or snide remark, I am not this model minority and I will not keep my head down. Most of my life I've lived in ignorance or have made things not my problem. Because why get involved? Don't stir the pot. Ignorance is bliss. But is it really? Ignorance is ignorance and it perpetuates the problem, in this case, racism. I think it's important to have difficult, awkward, and uncomfortable conversations with others. And also, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And it's not a battle of who has it the worst between different races. We ought to stand in solidarity. And as much as I'm encouraging those who are listening to speak up and speak out, If you don't know what to say, I think that's fine. Kind of like what Chloe Kim did. She took her time before speaking out about it. She needed time to process. I think there's wisdom in simply listening to others, hearing their stories, and learning from them. I encourage you to do research and educate yourself. But once you've spent time doing that and reflecting and processing, please, please talk about it. Have these conversations with your friends, your brothers, sisters, and even your parents. If you'd like to learn more about Asian American history, make a financial donation to Stop AAPI Hate, or report an incident, please visit StopAAPIHate.org. If you made it this far, thank you for listening, and if you're listening from an Apple device, 
please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, please give this podcast a follow on IG at Lesson Learn Pod and my personal IG at Anjo Lee. That's at A-N-G-J-H-O-L-E-E. And I am your host, Angie Jo Lee, and I'll see you next time on Lesson Learned.